Welcome everyone to the Thorn Files podcast. Uh, last time we met, the intrepid investigators for Thorn Investigations had found themselves uh, within the lair of the creature within the mirror, the Snatcher, that has been stealing people around Temple Studios. You were accosted by the creature that lives within this lair, sort of uh, undulating mass of limbs uh, with a strange spidery face um, and lots of many, many milky eyes. And uh, it unsettled a lot of a lot of us here, including me, uh, describing it. But we uh, had just narrowly escaped it. Maggie Temple had uh, died, unfortunately, on the uh, travel back to our world. And I believe we had just left off with everybody returning to the what is essentially the Temple Studio dance dance school across the road from Temple Studio. It was a room filled with mirrors, and the uh, we had left off with the revelation that uh, Michael Shepard, the partner of Charlie Temple, uh, was perhaps in cahoots with the creature and had locked the investigators and charlie in the room with uh, these many many doors into its dark realm and that's where we pick up but before we do uh, there were a few uh, leveling ups in the last session so um if we want to start with uh, you evangeline uh, can you tell us what happened with uh, with you Yes, uh, uh, so I didn't take an advanced improvement. I actually took one of the um, additional improvements uh, from the original set, which is to pick another combat magic pick. Um, and what what she's picked is the frost ice ability, um, which we're flavoring as the mirrors. She's kind of taken on from this mirror diverse, which kind of refracts all of her light and does little things. <laughs> We'll see how how that works later on. And um, anyone else have any leveling up? I realise I just said that, but I actually can't remember. I have, um, but I I haven't decided still. Oh no! Oh no! You have no. you have twenty seconds to decide. <laughs> I don't mean to press you, but we are but, recording, and I will. Oh, no. I, I, I could go Someone first. Go first. Yeah, yeah, you go. Yeah. You go. You go. Tom. Uh, well, I took the. Uh, a move from the professional playbook called mm. Leave No One Behind, which allows me to attempt to try and get somebody else out of danger, um, as well as myself. Um, Very good. In, in combat. So, fingers crossed. Yeah, really good move from the professional, I think. Um, and Peter? I took advanced moves in Charm and Weird. Okay, and we'll see what goes on with them later on. Weird stuff and charming stuff. And Tabitha, now we're back to you. That was your 20 seconds. Oh, my goodness. Um, the advanced hex move is so cool, but narratively, I'm not, she's not there yet. So I'm just going to take. I mean, you, you've gone to another, a whole other realm and past the magical oh, gateways. No. You can feel free, like, if, you, if that's something you. Oh, no, no, I'm going to mark weird and sharp as okay. advanced. Okay, brilliant. 
cool okay fantastic so where we pick up the door to the room has just locked and it is um a bit of a ways away from where you are just now you're the other end of this sort of long room you could probably imagine this as a uh, sort of a ballet studio so imagine it like uh, it was white walls quite tall ceilings in here um and there are mirrors in here, but not every one of them has been placed into the wall yet. Some of them have sort of uh, sheets over them and they are sort of balanced against the wall. Some in the corner, some lying on the floor. It's a very sort of uneven sort of place uh, where the mirrors have been set up just now. You know that not much work has actually happened here for a long while. And there's a few sort of various bits of furniture which have also ended up in here, which have covers over them as well. And in the center of the room, uh, there is a chair. And on top of that chair is the sort of splintered um, mirror fragment that you had given Michael Shepard previously. He brought that here. He left it here um, because you told him to, but probably because he knew he was safe to do so. And where we pick up, you have this moment of still where the door locks and you think everything is calm for a second. You know you're not safe, but you know... There's also a chance where this this monster is licking its wounds. You know it took some some hurt from you, Peter, and from everyone else who attacked it in its lair. So, is there anything anyone does? The first thing I want to do is use magic to to summon a monster into the world to summon the monster into the room with us. Okay, okay. What is the role for that? Um, it's use magic. Okay, so roll me your your use magic. I'm going straight for, let's not wait for it to hide behind a mirror. Um, oh, no, that's bad. That's an eight. Eight, okay, so fourth and eight, it's, um, it works partially, so you get a glitch there. So um, you are able to do what you want to do, though. What glitch are you going to choose? Um, my favourite, it has a problematic side effect. Oh, I mean, okay. <laughs> you, you do it, Danny. You do it. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what. Um, I'll take one no, no, arm, no. ignoring hey, armor. No, magic. no, no. Do you, are you sure? I can, I can do problematic no. side. No, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, because I'll be like disfigured or something. So I'm gonna go for. I'll take one harm, ignoring armor magic. Okay, fine. That was one I could have actually really messed around with. Um, so you cast as much. What does it look like when Peter draws this thing into the world? I'd imagine this just the tendrils of dark shadow pour out from Peter through all of the into all the shards of mirror as they're blotched out with darkness. And through one of them or many of them, this creature gets pulled and dragged through the mirror into the room as Peter looks at Evangeline and Tabitha and just says, Kill it. So as Peter does this magic and you see his uh, the darkness from him sort of expands and flows over a lot of the mirrors, um, you see that as it does this, the mirrors um, start to sort of shake as if there's some sort of um, disruption, sort of like some... Um, uh, it's like an earthquake's happening, but it's only really affecting these surfaces. And as he uh, casts this, you see that there is one piece of furniture that has a... Um, cloth over the top that is shaking violently, far more violently than anything else. And as the magic just spreads out and it covers all these mirrors, um, as it gets to this space, this shape, the um, cover is flicked off, is violently torn 
to pieces and you see standing sort of was leaning against the wall potentially but is now standing upright on the floor the large mirror that you had previously seen in the pictures it's dark wood um, frame in a sort of carved into the shape of many hands overlapping holding on to each other holding on to the mirror itself working its way around and as the darkness sort of seeps up into this mirror the facade starts to crack in multiple directions and eventually bursts outwards sort of jagged teeth as the mirror takes on the sort of mouth look to it as the creature many hands and many legs and feet and everything that things really should only have like two of you they pour out of this in one uh, sort of huge mass still partially within its realm but sort of pulled out into this space it's, it is in here and it's staying in here but it's just because it's being stretched in such a violent way some of it is still within its realm but it's mostly here you know that you've already seen limbs and stuff be ripped off of this thing and more take them to their place so you can imagine they're probably going to be torn as it comes further into the world um and yeah, so the, the, the mirror is just a big, chunky frame mirror, and this thing pours out of it towards you. And as it does, it lets out this deafening scream, and it lunges directly towards all of you. Um, so it's going to try as arms out towards all of you in this space. It's closer to you. It's um, closer to this side of the room than it is to the door uh, to get into this room um so it lunges forward and it's going to attack all everybody in the group so um we'll go around um i was i will i will instinctively pull my shield spell up over vera okay um well vera is standing upright and looking pretty much fine other than being non-magical but i think Correct, might correct me if I'm wrong, but is Tabitha looking a bit peaky? Um, <clears throat> yes, <laughs> very much so. Tabitha's taken will... a few hits. And under Vera's soothing words, I will protect Tabitha. As you look towards me and start weaving, whatever you're doing, I just I just point sideways at her. Tabitha, companion. bleeding on the floor. I will, I'll use my shield spell to protect. Tabitha, please. Okay, can I have a protect? Oh, no, it's just the magic, isn't it? You, you it's, a pre- it's, a pre- it's a protect someone. So role. it's just, yeah, protect someone. Everyone else decide what you're going to do in a second as well, and I'll, I'll come around. I got an 11 plus one. Okay, so, so that's 12. Oh, brilliant. Um, we'll come around and figure out what's going to happen with all of them in a second. Peter, what are you can do in this moment as it lunges towards you? Peter will lunge at it and very viscerally almost jump and um, what it's trying to go for is how many eyes does it have are we in the hundreds uh, we're in the hundreds we in a- and more of them sort of like emerge from the scalp and the skull uh, they're also this milky white look to them is there a part of the body which looks to be like the center it's hard to tell where the center is because it's a writhing cool. mass of limbs. Peter's trying to rip off with his mouth at least some of the heads and part of it and rip parts yeah. off. You can go for like the sort of the main neck for this. There's okay, like for a lot those faces and heads appear, but this is there's one there's one central head that seems to be the thing that okay. sticks um, with him. Yeah, Peter lets out a roar then then goes to the neck and he's literally trying to sever the neck 
with his hands and with his mouth. But um, thematically, hands and mouth, for the, for the purpose of the game, he's going for teeth. Okay, brilliant. And uh, give me your role for that. Thank you very much. That's a nine. Lovely. So we'll make success for that. And we'll come around in a second. Um, Tabitha. Um, yeah, I think I'll try and uh, use magic to um, like seeing Evangeline, like using her shield, I'll try and get out of the way and heal myself in the process. Okay, cool. I'm going to get um, six, girl. <laughs> oh, phew. Um, nine. Nine. It will be exceptionally pain painful, but it heals three harm. Um, but with a nine, I do get a terrible, terrible scar. And Vera. Um, seeing the uh, fairly poor condition of our companion Tabitha, I am going to be trying to scoop her up, sort of under um, arm, under under one arm, sort I will of coming up. This. Um, and I'm going to try and use my new professional move, uh, leave no one behind. I want to try and get. Her, uh, Tabitha and myself out of this room. Um, and Very good. Okay. The, the way I'm going to try and do that is by um, pulling from um, uh, my purse, my revolver, my Webley revolver, uh, which mm. has been on me since the very first encounter with the um, uh, shape-shifting being. And uh, I'm going to take us straight to the door. Uh, and we heard it sort of lock shut. I yeah, you heard my yeah. Shepard locker, yeah. Yeah, which is why I'm drawing my gun, and I'm going to just uh, pump sort of like three rounds into the um, uh, the locking mechanism, and then mm -hmm. sort of just shoulder barge the door, trying to get us both out. Yeah, perfect. Okay, give me your roll for that. Ooh, that is so a brave. seven, but it's plus sharp, which is three, so that's a ten. On a awesome. ten plus, you get them out clean. Yes. Amazing. Okay. That's great. So I don't I don't think I want to be in this room with these magical people fighting this magical creature. No, no, I think that's that's a good call. Um, so as this thing lunges forward, uh, Peter uh, dashes in to the the mass as eventually sort of her shield goes up and uh, as it goes up the creature sort of partially is starting to climb over it again as it did before banging its fists and trying to over the top um and peter sort of dives into the mass of limbs and tabitha and vera sort of make their way to the door as this sort of chaos is happening behind you and um you do see also uh, charlie temple is there uh, with the body of maggie he sort of moves maggie um um, her body sort of further away from everything that's going on and as uh, once he feels like she is further away he sort of comes back in to sort of angrily he sort of takes a moment he sees the chaos he see looks down at maggie he uh, grabs the thing that's closest to him and he grabs a crowbar and he just uh, starts running towards the mirror itself so trying to get around the creature grind to get to the mirror we do have some harm as this thing starts to lash out at all of you because it's um, attention is spread. Yes, yeah, two harm, two harm, because it's spread out so much all this time. Tabitha, the shield spell um, it means you take zero harm. Yeah. And because I rolled a 12 and I have the advanced protecting ability, I also take no harm. Okay, brilliant. So that goes um, up over you. I'll take, I take one harm, but I will respond with unquenchable vitality. 
and I'll roll cool to see if I can heal when I take that damage. Okay, and how much damage does Peter do to the creature as it lunges over him? Um, well, I, I, I failed on mine, just as a on my healing, just so you know. Yeah. Um, I did three harm, ignoring armor, but I did fail on mine, which means my injuries worsen on the one damage harm. Okay. So I don't know how you translate that. Um, there's nothing in there about sort of a mechanical thing. It's just they they worsen in general. No, I can either heal one, heal two, or they worsen. And okay. I took one. So they 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 worsen then, I guess. Um, Do you want me to take an extra. Yeah, I'll take an extra harm from that. I think that you okay. you. I'm unstable. <laughs> no, that happens so fast. Okay, and Vera and uh, Vera, you take the two harm then, because no one nobody is actually protecting you at this moment. Um, so you get sort yep. of slammed as this thing sort of lunges forward, but you still were able to gather yourself, take your pistol and uh, take a shot at the door, and the door sort of opens up, and you can pull Tabitha from the room as the chaos in- continues. Um, and just out of the, just outside of the door, mm-hmm. um, is is Michael still stood out there? Michael, it, you can hear footsteps running downstairs. So as you end, exit this room, you there's like a, it's sort of like a spiral staircase going down. Um, and you can hear footsteps pattering down the stairs. Okay. Um, Tabitha, we're going to get out of here. I'm going to take you down to the van. I'm sure Peter and Evangeline have this in hand. I don't think we should leave them. Uh, if you would like to help, I suggest we do it from out here. Okay. How does Vera look? Bad? Um, I think Good. the when the creature lashed out as it was coming through the mirror, um, knocking both of us sort of sideways into one of the um, mirrors surrounding the, this room, just next to the door. Um, Tabitha probably crashed into Vera, who cushioned the blow against the wall. Yeah, um, that's crack, right. cracking, <laughs> cracking the mirror. Um, she's Vera's not looking. She was looking completely fine, but now there's a sort of a trickle of blood running down the side of her head, and she she's looking a little dazed. Her eyes are looking slightly unfocused. She's not unstable, but she has just taken two harm. She is okay. she's but a she's but a mortal. I think I can summon something to help. It's my rote to summon my hound to help. Um, Peter. <laughs> he looks rough. Um, okay. Um twelve. Twelve, lovely. So he the hound is brought into being and is bound to me until it dies. So you're you you cut yourself again. I, yeah, uh, now, I'm un- <laughs> now I'm unstable. <laughs> it's worth it. You sort of you uh, your blood splatters on the floor, and where it splatters, a the shape of the the hound appears again. Is it, is it the same sort of dog as before? Or is it like a really nasty chihuahua? No, it's like it's the sleek, handsome, mean Doberman. Sleek, handsome, mean Doberman. You're yeah, adding, we're I, adding adjectives. I like. Yeah, every time, <laughs> and I, but I do look at Vera mildly apologetically as they like fresh. But you're you're out in the, sort of the everywhere. on the landing of the stairs here. You cast this, and the dog uh, immediately uh, sprints she, in. She just took damage to help me, and now I'm yeah. bleeding everywhere. <laughs> this is bleeding by choice. Um, so your hound runs in to attack the creature as well as it sort of writhes and moves around you can see now in sort of the bright light of day the strangeness about this creature sort of is more than you might have seen before there's an element of the head stays in place as the rest of the body moves around it um the sort of strange 
unnatural way that it sort of tries to sort of get around to look at Peter and the rest of the body sort of like twists and turns to try and get a grip on him and on Evangeline and on Charlie as well. Um, and the dog now rushes in. So as it starts to make more attacks on Evangeline and Peter, um, you see Charlie hits the crawl and uh, sort of cr- and crashes it into the side of the mir- uh, mirror frame. Uh, and you see like the the wood like splinters slightly and the creature sort of yells out as it does that and arms start to like wrap around charlie as uh he's sort of taken a chunk out of it but not not done any real damage at all um evangeline and peter what do you do in that moment you're you're gonna take a bit more harm from this thing as it keeps trying to attack both of you um i think evangeline has picked the shard up from the the shard that um Michael left us mm-hmm. and is kind of holding in her hand a bit like almost it was like she's holding like a weapon because she doesn't have a violin anymore um, and she's going to stand there and I think Peter's Peter might have seen this before um, but probably only once or twice and never in this country um, as her eyes just darken for a second as she looks towards that creature and she goes this isn't going to be pleasant for either of us. She's going to like crush her hand onto the the, the blade, um, and she's going to raise up a wall of like fractal mirrors um, that will glow with her light to kind of just create this dazzling wall between her and the creature, so she can partially be seen through it and not like it's like like fractaling around her. Um, to try and draw it towards her because she knows that how much it likes the light, but it's good, it could hurt it. <laughs> And she kind of raises it up, trying to draw it away from everybody, but then giving everyone the opportunity to go for it. Well, okay. She does that. Give me. So, what? What in terms of mechanically, what are you trying to do here? Um, but I'm using my combat magic to create this wall of like light and mirror, and kind of reflecting mm-hmm. herself because it quite liked her before. So she's imagining she's almost like this like firefly bait to the on the anglerfish of her friends, mm. and kind of like bringing all of this kind of like up to dazzle the creature and bring it out towards her yeah keeping okay. them more safe and there was this wall between her of um of the sort of reflecting yeah. fractals i love that um yeah so uh, what what does the 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 wall do in terms of the, uh, harm or is it just no, protecting you uh, it actually won't do any harm to the creature it will if it hits it if it hits against it it'll it, i have three armor okay on top so. of on top of everything else as it's coming kind of coming towards it yeah, brilliant. Okay, um, so it's it's unable to get to you, so it gets that um, you get extra armor from that. Fantastic. Um, and you see it sort of gets confused and dazzled as it looks in the mirror shards. It sort of sees parts of itself. It sees you. It sort of gets a bit, and it's sort of it's trying to get to you, but it can't quite figure out where you are in this moment. Um, Peter, what are you gonna do? Then can I use um can I use magic? And am I able to do something beyond human means? And can he try and roar in such a way that it shatters all the mirrors? Can he amplify that to try and shatter the mirrors in the room? Yeah, uh, give me a roll magic for the roll. Use magic for that. Um, and as he does it, um, he'll become very sunken, and the shadow overtakes him. And for a moment to Evangeline at least in the room he no longer looks at all human as this dark moor opens out and he lets out a huge roar that I won't do right now at this time of night <laughs> but um, we'll see how badly it goes 
Oh, that's a failure. Oh shit! Okay. Do you it's want all to? Going wrong to do you me. want to use a luck? I mean, you can. It's up to you. Um. I really do want to hear a diva, uh, Plava Laguna attempt. <laughs> I will go. I will use a luck. So my curse becomes strong. Okay, yeah, okay. I, I'll use a luck, which means I get you get to I get something extra because it's an advanced move. Yeah, put it that way. What's your extra extra effect? I want to cut the thing in half because you said part of it was still coming through the thing. So Brilliant. I feel like it should be in pieces now. Yeah. So as you um you will take two harm from the creature that's attacking you as well, but you negate one. Um, are you going to do the other the trying to regain some health from that as well. I, I need to. Yes. <laughs> that's, a, that's a thing I need to try. Um, that's another fail. Okay. I'm, Peter looks like he's very close to death. Do you, do you lose health when you do that and it's a failure? Yes. Oh, yeah. Last oh, time it was working really well. <laughs> yeah, the last mystery you, you, you never lost. Him. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he's never gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> never gonna die. <laughs> I don't I don't age and die. This is the only way I could die. Um so you're going yeah. straight for it. So Peter, the darkness overcomes Peter's body. And just like he said, uh you see uh, eventually you see peter's as a sort of his skin goes to sort of like charcoal black and it also sort of overcomes him and it you can't really see much of peter left there the mouth opens up far more like unnaturally than and a mouth should open up and he lets out this deafening screech and it's so to the point where it starts at one point and then it sort of elevate suddenly and everybody you hear this and you you feel like your head's going to split open as this um sort of cry out comes from peter um and all the mirrors suddenly around the room the room is filled with shards of glass flying in every direction and um importantly the frame of the one that the creature has po pulled itself through explodes and the wood splinters everywhere um can i just have just from um i think from everybody because you're all paying attention have just a sharp from everybody roll shot for me 11 11 wow 12 well i'm, I'm the sharpest but not in this instance uh, i've only got a nine as the frame explodes and this thing uh, lets out a screech of its own sort of uh, writhing out of the sort of the realm that was falling apart as you broke all these mirrors, the um, there are sort of bits of timber and um, the frames sort of scatters about. Something heavy hits the floor nearby that looks like it may have been within the mirror frame, and it sort of stumbles um, and it sort of it falls out of sight. But it's something heavy, it looks like a package of some sort. But you can't make out exactly what it was at the moment. Um, you do this, the creature is sort of cut in half. So, like just like you said, 
limbs are scattered as this, the frame explodes. Um, what is the harm on? Oh, this really, uh, I'm going gonna, gonna to make it take uh, three harm from that because I bitten. Yeah, if I'd bitten it, it would have been three harm. Yeah. Know. So you 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 exploded half of its body. So yeah, it's it's, it's taken a lot of harm from that, and it's looking incredibly rough. Rise around its arms. Uh, strike out Tabitha, your hound leaps on it as well. Can you give me uh attack uh, some kick some arse from your hound? Yeah. From your sleek handsome nasty dumpling. Oof, eight. Eight. Okay, nasty. and what's the harm on that? That is um like two harm. Two harm. Very cool. This thing is on its last legs from that um as it sort of is pulling itself around um you for a moment do lose sight of charlie temple within the writhing mass of arms and legs and as it sort of moves away from the the hound and it sort of tries to wrap itself around peter moore the limbs move away from charlie and his body drops to the side uh, so as this thing is moving forward again, trying to attack Evangeline, trying to attack Peter, trying to attack the dog, what are we doing? Uh, and you're also, uh, Vera, sorry, Vera, you haven't done anything in this sort of little subsection of group turns. So what are you going to do? Uh, as as I, I, I'm sort of peeking my head sort of back around the door as I'm, I guess, reloading my pistol, which I don't feel is going to have a huge amount of effect on this creature. Um, uh, and seeing it sliced in half and then set upon by this... Um, uh, beautiful, dangerous, nasty hound. Um, uh, I'm I'm going to uh, I yell out to, to to the rest of my team. I think we need this thing alive if we're going to get those those people out of its mirror dimension. Please, can we try and subdue it rather than kill it? Uh, I'm just going to try and remind my teammates that there's stuff on the line here. Um, I mean, we could make that a roll if you want to. There's a uh, it could be a manipulate someone role, and then if people follow your instructions, they'll get a plus one forward. I think they get a uh, plus. Well, I do. I do also have a. Um, uh, I don't know if this is totally applicable, but I do have a move called often right. Mm -hmm. um, when a hunter comes to you for advice about a problem, they haven't come to me for advice. I have. I have offered it up. Um, give them your honest opinion and advice. If they take your advice, they get plus one ongoing while following it, and I mark experience. Okay. Um, advice. I I mean, I want to let you have that one. I really like that 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 the flavoring of that move. So yeah, let's let's go for that. We'll say the it's a blanket. Everyone's asking Vera for advice. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking at Vera with like is... blood smeared all over me, like. <laughs> The assumption is people will probably want advice, and Vera is willing to give it. Yeah, we're 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 in a tight spot. We're all leaning on each other in this moment. That's what I've got to offer. So, okay. so you yeah. use that move. So anybody who follows Vera's advice will get plus one forward, plus yeah. one ongoing, and plus one forward if they're plus following. Plus one, it. plus one ongoing. Brilliant. While they're following it. Brilliant. While they're doing. Yeah. I shout to uh, Hermes, my handsome, um, monstrous beast dog. Uh, Drag Peter away from the monster. I trust Evangeline to subdue this. To subdue it. So as this thing moves forward, sort of pulling itself over Peter and Evangeline as it's 
I try again, trying to attack you, sort of lash out in every way it can. Legs, hands, feet, mouths come out of its form to bite down on on you as it gets close. Um, and its head sort of like turns towards uh, Vera as you shout out, Vera, and its milky eyes sort of all train on you, and its mouth opens. What do we do, Evangeline? So the creature's like on top of me at the moment. Yes. Like it's going to, to it's, get through. It's going to attack both of you as it's get, trying to get to Tabitha and Vera. Lovely. Um, as it's kind of, um, as it's kind of like kind of over and it it kind of like turns its focus away from her for a moment. I would like to kind of use a kind of combination of magic of my magics to with this with the shard of mirror. Get from its original kind of mirror. I want to try and activate the mirror shard by like hitting the creature, trying to hit through it. So as a one of its like limbs mm-hmm. kind of like moves around, I want she wants to kind of put the 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 mirror in its way. And as she does that, she one of her combat magics um, effects is that it can restrain. It creates causes one harm and restrains the the target. Mm, okay. So I'm trying to restrain a part of it as it's opening the mirrors if I'm, it creates a connection into them like the mirror world yeah. like to hold that because i don't think we're going to be able to hold it in the mirror now or get back there so some mm. way of kind of creating like a key to make another doorway to go and try and help people later okay you basically what vera was kind of saying to me and everything else. i don't know if it's going to be a use magic or um, combat magic they're both weird anyway so it's yeah i mean i would i would let you do whatever you want depends combat magic i guess there's the element of you give it you're harming it as well and you're not trying to harm it yeah. whereas use magic you can do one which is trap a creature you can use use magic just to trap something yeah. which so i'm going to try and the... trap it at the moment part of it tries to enter away and then just mm-hmm. kind of like sever it off so we kind of almost have like a focus that we can use trying to open place back to its world again very good and peter what are you what are you doing i'd imagine in this moment peter feels the closest to death he has felt in a very long time um and he doesn't want to die and he will shut his eyes and as he feels himself almost giving himself up to the darkness as well this is going one of two ways as the darkness envelops him he thinks albert and he goes because i am gone otherwise um so what's your role for that is there a role for that it's there just isn't straight one, away because it's Great. just me just you i don't take anyone else with me you Yes, you have this feeling of your body just gives in and you slouch and this mo- you have this rush of power and it was it came at a time where you were so close to death so weak but then when you lent into your other side it gave you this extra this sort of boost this the the power you've been able to exert exert in this room is more than you've ever been able to do but you also feel that drain on you and as you sort of think about what you flick you fall into darkness and as you sort of fall backwards you 
land in the center of Albert's office and you thud into the floor. And in seconds, Albert is there next to you. And he's, uh, you can barely hear him. It's just a foggy sound in the back of your hand. And you can hear him shouting for the doctor. You can hear people coming in and you can hear Albert say, it's okay, Peter. I've got you. You're okay. We're going to give it another go. It's a bit more, a bit more zing, oh, a bit of zing. A bit of zing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready? Hello. 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 With a hello. No, no. no. Hello. No, no. <laughs> wait, wait till I get through the whole thing. Ready? Wait till. I... Hello. With a billowing hilltop. Hello. Hello. Oh dear. <laughs> Waiting to get through the whole thing. No, no. I mean, I thought I that was the, the whole thing. The whole thing is hello <laughs> with a billowing hilltop. Okay. That's the whole thing. Yeah? Okay. Okay. That was right. <laughs> Uh, that pretty much sums up the show. But if you want to find out any more, you can visit us at www.belowinghilltop.com. Is it com? Does anybody know? <laughs> .org. Is it? It's .com. What do we do? What do we, what do we play? There's monsters. Um, does anybody remember? Walking around. We don't know. And, yeah. And we will be delighted if you to join us around our table as we play Dungeon. Is it 5th edition? Hello? Yeah, we think so. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We played Dungeons and Dragons. Sorry, that was me. I don't... What was that noise in the background? There will be noises in the background as we played Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition through the classic Paizo adventure path, The Age of Worms. You can expect this. No! Oh! Oh! A bit of this. Um, I'm completely lost. This. Blech. This. I've got a bugbear in my underpants. And one of these. Hey, uh... Oh, oh dear. <laughs> we're on Apple Podcasts and we're on Spotify and we're on TuneIn and you can find us on Twitter and you can find us on Facebook. Uh, and we uh, hope you join us. Thanks very much. Hello, everybody. It's Danny, your resident keeper here. Popping in just to see how everything's doing. Uh, oh, yeah, I love what you see what you're doing in place. Uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't have chosen that colour for the walls, but, you know, I respect your choices. Mainly wanted to come in today to say how much we appreciate everyone who's listening to the podcast. If you are listening to the podcast and you are enjoying it, please do leave us a review and a, uh, a rating on whatever you listen to us on. It really helps us get out there and uh, get more people listening to the podcast, which is, which is all we really want. We want to be able to spread our horror and our mysteries and our chaos just a little bit more. And if you want to keep up to date with uh, podcast news, if we have any one-shots coming up this year, which we're planning on, um, we will uh, be putting all that information out in our socials. So find us on Instagram at the Thornfiles underscore podcast and on X uh, as at thornfilespod. You also find us on Blue Sky and on pretty much every social media now, as much as I try my best to share things on it. But I won't go any more about this. Let's get back to the mystery. Evangeline, can I have a use magic roll from you? Yes. Okay, to spend a luck point. 
because oh, I no. don't want I don't want to fail. So I'm bending on a luck point. Oh my goodness! Everyone's using the luck. So she rolled a twelve on the yeah, which is um. Extra if you use magic, uh, yeah. If you if you'd like to give me something nice, it'd be lovely. Yeah, I mean, it's you have yeah, you get extra. It's amazing. So um, you got twelve. Great, good job. What's the what's the uh luck? If you use luck for first thing again, what happens? Oh yes, official councils on people of magical interest will start poking their nose into your business again. You initially try to trap the creature in this piece of mirror and as it sort of leans on it as you get forward um also you take two harm from the thing hitting you uh like a mouth comes out and bites down on you but a hand leans on the mirror and the hand falls into it but what happens is as you start this magic and you make this connection it starts moving its way through to Tabitha and Vera, it is still able to move despite being trapped in this mirror that you're holding. But there are lots of other pieces of mirror in this room lying on the ground now. And as it walks, every single shard, small, big, anything it steps on becomes a trapdoor for it to stumble. And to the point where limbs, it's tugging on itself as parts get trapped in small shards uh, it sort of finds itself semi-lodged in something as it tries to pull itself forward hands dragging itself forward but it can't move as limbs after limbs after limbs are just trapped in all of the thousands of shards of mirror glass left on the floor around you as your magic not only affects the shard in your hand but because you did so well and you use your luck point it affects every shard of mirror in this room and everything becomes a connection to its world again. Um, thinking about that, um, I would quite like to try and figure out in this moment, while we're looking at the mirrors that are available, all of these shards, and seeing it sort of fall into them, uh, could I possibly um, roll a um, investigate a mystery to try and figure out if I can ascertain the sort of underpinning rules as to which mirrors it has available to it whether it's just proximity to the original mirror or whether there's something else at play yeah uh if you want to do an investigative mystery for that then um ooh, that is an eight plus three for an 11 so um, uh yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean um based on the questions and investigate a mystery uh i guess that, it would, that be... would probably be what can it what can it do? Yeah, I think um, you have been can suss out that the creature hasn't been able to go to any mirror anywhere. It seems to have started here and it's starting to spread out. By the time you came to Temple Studios, it was already able to start. It, it was starting to be able to affect reflective surfaces that weren't necessarily in the one space. You knew that um, sort of from um, questioning and other people may know this and you may not that charlie temple was sending people to work in the music uh, in the sorry the dance school and so people would go there and get taken from there but now people are getting taken in the studio they're getting taken in the street outside so it is expanding but it seems to be the sort of centered on this space but now that that mirror is destroyed that the the frame of it's destroyed as well you can maybe figure out that 
the one that Evangeline started with, the shard that she initially put the magic into, might now work as the primary door into this world. So perhaps something close to it will become affected rather than being close to the broken mirror. The piece that Evangeline sort of juiced up is now going to be the one that works like and as the as the main door. Okay, great. Um, Evangeline, that that's the primary. I think you're holding the primary now. If we can take that to elsewhere, we can get people out. Yes. Is there any pipe work around here? Yeah, I'll say there is. Not in this room, but you can find it in the in the uh, nearby in the in the uh, like in the cupboard, uh, the store cupboards, or maybe sort of like piping and like stuff up from the ceiling. I'm just wondering if we can fill it with. Some, I'm trying to think of any reflectors. She's trying to look around for a reflective surface that she can pull people through from the other side. Is is um, it's still wet outside because someone still wet outside. Puddle. Yes. Yeah. About a puddle of water. Okay. <laughs> um. Is there, a, is there a window to the outside streets? Yeah, there's windows outside there. If I run run away from the creature towards the window and look down, can I see the reflective street? Yes. And she just, she kind of holds the shard out towards the water and she's just going to close her eyes and it's going to go, and she's going to whisper into like the backs of her mind and just go, I'm sorry, but there's going to be another light up now and I'm going to use my magic to basically full beam of radiant light out from this building onto the street because uh, she knows that the brightest light attracts people in those darkest tunnels mm -hmm. and she kind of wants to use her light magic and basically everything everything she's been given um to create almost like a lighthouse moment from that window down onto the street and she knows everyone people will see it she knows there is going to be repercussions but in that moment in listening to Vera's words she just wants those people to not have that despair and not be trapped in that world and she's just going to go for it okay brilliant um can I just have a I guess I use magic again with that one use sure. magic roll okay that's enough uh no how am I following Vera's advice <laughs> right now yeah. yes you're tr you, you know you're, you're you've kept her the, the creature alive to get people out so i'm gonna say yeah somebody plus might argue with me plus, but i'm in charge there's eight, so. there's eight plus three but it's an 11 and plus one from Vera makes it a 12 brilliant so you shine this light from the window and it hits the water on the street and as you do this the puddles around they all sort of like start to illuminate and the um the windows in the studio will start to illuminate and there's the, the light just it spreads out from where you the point you put that you hit um sort of the polar opposite of when peter spread darkness out in this room you're now spreading light out in the street and as this light goes out you can sense you can feel these light going further into the tunnels and uh, so essentially luring people towards it and you after a while of doing this, you feel the magic sort of burning through you and sort of the shard of glass cutting into your hand. Um, but you do see figures start to emerge from the light that you create, not necessarily climbing out of the ground, but just sort of emerging from it. And eventually you feel that you've, anybody who is in those tunnels, their tunnels are empty. And as you can tell that they definitely are because the creature that is trapped behind you is screaming at you. It is 
furious that you've cut off its food source and it is not trying to get to tabitha or there anymore it is just trying to drag itself towards you and it is pulling its limbs off to get to you um, i would tell the hound to protect angeline okay then... give me a protect someone roll from the hound yeah. okay ten ten uh okay so for ten you um it's a success so um you get to choose one of those. One of the options for ten. Hermes, because that's his name. Um, get in front of Evangeline, and I want to, to him to take um, all impending danger. He's now focused on. Okay, uh, and it, Hermes jumps in front of Evangeline. The face of this creature lunges towards Evangeline. Hermes gets up in its face and like takes a bite out of it, and it. Its hands like wrap around Hermes and try to attack Hermes. Hermes takes uh, three harm from that, oh. um, and it's now trying to. It's it is starting to be able to break out from Evangeline's uh, trap now as it moves towards through Hermes towards Evangeline and uh, twisting around sort of to see Tabitha as well, but it's focused on Evangeline who has really soured its day. Um, oh, can I lean out from the, the doorway and um, with the rest of my um, shots in my pistol just try to shoot at whatever limbs it's pulling itself along with? I, I still don't know whether or yeah. not this thing being alive is yeah um, is is critical to us you know, accessing its, its dimension, but if I can try and kick some ass roll in this moment. Please do. Great, that's uh, Snake Eyes. So <laughs> that oh. is a fail. Great. Oh, I mean, do you? I mean, what do you want to do here? <laughs> I'm happy for you to not take use a luck to get yourself out of this. Well, I actually have already used a luck point on this mystery, you have. which will will need to be resolved at some point with the mm. with the expert special. Uh, I am tempted to just take that though, because if if I'm if I am distracting it, yeah. Um, you you take a few shots of this, and you're taking limbs off with each shot. Um, and it's what you do is just get its attention and piss it off and make loud sounds. And it does not like loud sounds. Uh, and it for the final shot that you take, a hand lunges out and grabs onto your hand that's holding onto the pistol and crushes your hand in the pistol. Um, and okay. just you, you can feel the metal crunch as your fingers all break. Um, you take three harm from that. Ooh, okay. Um, and then another hand comes out and like lifts you up from the sort of the lapels on your jacket. Uh, another hand comes around your throat. Another hand comes to your head as it lifts you into the ground, as into the sky. Tabitha. Um, attacking Vera and I is very close now. I would like to um. Uh, grab it and use magic to like transfer some like, negative energy into it and cause some damage. Okay. Okay. Uh, ten. Ten. So with that is that kick some ass or use magic? Use magic. Use magic, yeah. Okay. Um so you are in um 
when your water works. So, uh, which one do you want to do? You want this inflict harm? So I just do one harm, yeah. It only had one harm left. (laughs) So what does it look like when Tabitha defeats this creature? Like very worried about Vera taking all this damage, um, so I just kind of like um, push myself up. I, I pick it up and sitting on the floor, and um, reach out and grasp one of its many limbs and like um, just shrivel, like suck its life force out. <laughs> yeah. So you to vent your magic into this in this sort of moment of you need to say Vera. Vera's going to going to die here and um the darkness so your dark smoky magic so shrivels the flesh of this thing and it um as it notices this is happening vera gets dropped to the floor and it starts to like clutch at its arm trying to pull that arm off and it does but the the infection of your magic has already got further and it's trying to it's just as um it's sort of like it's biting off its own tail, like biting off a limb to try and save itself, but it just keeps not being able to do it in time until eventually the infection has sort of spread up in these sort of tendrils of darkness up its face and getting into its mouth, into its eyes, and it just <laughs> shrivels up as much as there was a shrivel there. It wasn't, you know. There's not much left. wasn't much left. Um, I it... take like one moment too long to like because Vera's just fallen to the floor and I was saving her that was that was a priority minute ago but I do take just one moment too long to like savor this thing's horrifying demise and then I help Vera, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vera you uh the Very thing sort of collapses into this heap of shriveled fashion and then eventually starts just sort of rot away on the floor um and there is quiet in the room you hear people talking outside there are is the sounds of ambulances being called, and there is general commotion from the streets outside. Peter, um, you wake up in Thorn Investigation. We're going to cycle back to the rest of the gang, but just for you, just now, Peter, you are uh, still in Albert's room. You've been moved to the uh, large sofa in Albert's uh, office. And uh, there are the the doctor from Thorn Investigations is uh, working with you, and um, he just sort of left you just now. And Albert's there; he's got you a drink. He sort of sits you up on uh, the sits you up on his sofa, and he sort of gives you the drink, uh, the glass, and says, "Are you uh, are you feeling better?" You're, I would say you're not you're not unstable now. You've been given help. Like, yeah, this will make you feel better. He's not assuming you're feeling better. He knows you look like shit. Um, I, f- I feel a bit better, but did you get the ambulances to them? Um, we're we're making inquiries now that we're getting people getting people around to them as soon as we can. Is I everyone just... okay? No, um, Evangeline. I should have brought her with me, but I couldn't risk it and. Tabitha was almost, we almost all died, and I'm so cold at the moment. So it's okay, I'll um, I'll get you a blanket, and he sort of puts it around you, and as he does, you I mean, this is up to you, I I think we should discuss this now. So, Peter, as part of you using your luck to get out of the situation, um, 
we need to decide where how this affects you if your curse gets stronger um or if you gain a new disadvantage from your demonic um the demonic side of yourself that you let let loose a little bit uh for you what feels right in that moment is it a physical thing or is it more of a internal thing starts happening or a bit more a bit more magical what feels right for you um on this occasion i'd rather take some other form of vulnerability because his current vulnerability is actually really hard to play so i could mm-hmm. do with something a little bit <laughs> easier to play so yeah. i'm gonna go that route right now yeah absolutely um so what do, is there anything you had in mind uh but if, um, if not i've got i have to have something in mind but if you have something we'll go I, for that. do you know what um in the same way that peter makes a decision and and deep goes into it without a plan in his mind i think it'd be wrong for me to have a plan in my mind how the thing he how it affects you would get worse yeah okay yeah um you what happens um you have the strength with albert he gives you a blanket and you just you sit for a while with him And then you hear the voice in the back of your head again. And you're very familiar with Bale's voice now. And he says to you, Well, this is interesting. I feel closer to you than I ever have before. It's almost as if I'm in the room with you. What have you been up to, Peter? And if you are okay with it, I was hoping to play this as you've now connected with this demonic side of yourself. So now Bale has a strong connection with you to the point where he can very much track where you are at any given time. Peter tries to clear his mind of anything in that moment, just jakely drinking his drink and doing his best to ignore the voice in his head whilst repeatedly going to Angus, have we have we heard anything from them yet? Are they okay? Do you mean Albert? Yes, I mean that. Oh, <laughs> Don't worry, Angus is a member of the investigation. She <laughs> worked so far at that time. <laughs> um when I hear something, I'll let you know. We've got people going there now. And then cycling back to the rest of the group. Um, you are in the main dance hall of the dance studio. It's a ballet school room. Uh, what do you do? Vera has just sort of collapsed to the floor after being raised by this creature and coughs out a, um, a, a breath and takes a deep sort of like ragged breath in and has just sort of sat there um crumpled half on the ground just looking at her crushed hand sort of around the the butt of her pistol um Tabitha? Vera quick let me help you Ooh. how bad does it look the as you sort of help Vera the pistol fall, falls apart in her hand 
um so the metal and the casings all sort of crumple and you can see that her hand is pretty badly broken um, i'm i'm gonna help but it's gonna hurt uh, uh, okay And then I use some magical Vera, and I do my very, very best to use a luck point. <laughs> oh, no. God, we are rinsing through our luck points. Oh, my I goodness. I don't want to hurt Vera. No, I'm okay. I haven't used one this... Okay, that's fine. Just collectively. It's like everybody <laughs> uses a luck point. This is true. Okay. Yeah, I think we have now. Everybody's used uh, multiple, no, multiple luck points have happened. It's, yeah. Oof. Okay. So, what happens with Tabitha's move now that it's. it's as oh, now that it's fantastic, um, it still does hurt, uh, but I uh, heal three and um, leave no scars. Perfect. It's the best um, work I've ever done. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, for, for a moment, there's this um, fear you get this sort of warm sense of the magic flowing into you, and you think, Oh, this is there's a little bit of a tingling sensation in your in your in your broken hand, and you sort of feel this, and you're like, okay, this is, and then all the bones like just sort of click click back into place, um, sort of very uncomfortably, incredibly painfully. But after the final one sort of resets, um, and mends itself, um, uh, you sort of stretch your hands out, and you see there's no scars or anything left there. Are you okay? Ah. Oh. Oh. Uh, um, yes, I think so. She's sort of gently flexing her hand. Um, I think her eyes are still slightly sort of glazed over, um, just as, as a result of seeing that kind of injury inflicted on, on yourself and then having it very, very painfully uh, undone. Um, yeah, I think I think she's probably sort of sat there slightly going into shock. Okay. Um, okay. But ah. but she she yeah I'm I'm only at two harm now rather than at rather than at four so I'm, I'm uh, okay. rather than at five sorry so yeah. As I see uh, Vera's kind of okay on the side of okay, I kind of push myself up again and try and find Evangeline. <laughs> Well, this, I got some pain for you as well, Evangeline. Evangeline, what what are you doing at this moment? Yeah, she Evangeline is against like she she was like really like this like bright beacon. Every ounce of her strength and magic was just blasting the sidewalk, just bringing everyone out from the tunnels because no one's going to die. No one else is going to die today. Um, and she's just stood there, her arms again against like the, the paned window, and you can see they're kind of like slipped slightly down, and you can just see just trails of blood from everywhere. And normally when we've been fighting, as if you've seen Evangeline, is after combat, she's extremely put together. Her hair is like pristine, her skin almost unblemished, her clothes untouched, and you can see rips in her dress you can see like her hair so completely out of place as she's just kind of just stood there breathing really shallowly 
For a and second, I thought you were going to tell me Evangelina died. And I, I didn't realize. thought so too. <laughs> I thought that was doing the math. It's like, no. She is currently unstable and is has suffered six harm. And every piece of magic was, I think, seven. that she had. Seven is the total. Seven is, you can only take seven, then you're dead. Yeah, that's... Seven is dead. And... You, she, yeah, as you kind of approach her, you can kind of just, she's not with it. She's still staring down at the people beneath there and she's just muttering under her breath. Um, I'm sorry, your majesty. They can't die. Whatever it takes. I think like seeing Vera get really hurt was like really motivating for Tabitha, but seeing Evangeline so messed up actually has made every just like completely frightened Tabitha more than anything has ever frightened her um like this is but as but after a few seconds I'll just press my terrible hands against Evangeline's once beautiful face okay give me a use magic I don't want to ruin your face. I don't. I don't want to ruin your face. Better that than her die. I think is probably the. Oh, seven plus three, ten. Ten. Okay. No scars. No scars. <laughs> and Evangeline, in from this moment of. Yes, you did the job, but you are so weak. You are pulled back from the brink by Tabitha. And you don't feel better necessarily, but you feel like you've just come in from the cold and you're the first, you start to feel your fingertips again. That heals you for three. Um, but I am unstable. So I we have to, are people coming out of the puddle? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you, the, the street is full of people now. There are people who are, uh, ambulances have been called. Um, they're just people milling around in the streets at this point, dealing, helping people who are clearly not in a very good way. Um, there are a few, uh, a few people are looking around, not necessarily at the people, to investigate in the area. And after a moment or two, you hear footsteps coming up the stairs a couple of footsteps, footsteps and the from the open door yeah. we have to go um in a dark green suit looking absolutely fantastic in this moment nancy orcott steps into the room i don't want her to see me like and, this but she can see you, i just gotta <laughs> catch her and you'll just carry her out of breath like and the brightest lights bring the darkest shadows. Oh my god. And she it's like she 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 just musters it out from herself. Like she didn't have much strength before to say anything, but she just does as she sees Nancy Olcott that, that that one moment of clarity hits her. And she kind of just collapses she's kind of collapses a little bit to the floor a little bit and like on her knees and so like she's we're not going anywhere. This is not something she knows. She knows she can't get out of it. She knows what she did. Um you so a redman steps in behind Nancy and she looks at you all, looks at the creature's body, looks at the bodies of Maggie and Charlie Temple, and then turns back around to Redmond and says, 
um, we need some help up here. Can you please go and fetch fetch a team? And Redmond sort of nods and leaves. And Nancy very quickly uh, goes over to Tabitha and Evangeline and starts to help you. Um, and Evan she sort of kneels down next to Evangeline and says, you've looked worse. Uh, but then she, then she sort of puts her hand on your shoulder. I will, I will just kind of smile to her and just like very faintly just say to her and it, it, there is there is a bit more warmth probably this time than you've probably saw in all of the other and um um uh, yeah interactions and she's gonna just say i would agree with you my dear but then we'd both be wrong <laughs> um your uh some of your people have arrived um i they are in the area um there's a man downstairs unconscious by the front door to this place. That's why we thought to search um, this this building. Uh, do you know who he might be? Dressed nicely, bruised on his head. One of your one of your people uh, sort of interrupted him as he as he made his break. Made a break for it apparently. I can't. That might be Michael. Yes. Um, the person I think his name was Angus was here. He said he had a a box of files and he threw them. Atom as he was making his escape. Um, so I'm sorry, but your files are everywhere. But he, he's he said that um, I have somebody helping tidy them up now and cleaning them. But uh, the is my if, if if the unconscious person has something to do with all this, uh, we can question him for you. Yes, he was in cahoots with the the the, the demon thing. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't think we've been introduced. My name is um, Miss Bright. You must be Miss Olcott, I believe. Yes, Miss Bright. Sorry, I we haven't met um, in person, at least. I've I've read your file. Um, and, I've, heard, uh, I've heard much about him. And she sort of extends a hand to shake your hand. And I, I shake. Uh, well, you have done a, a good job here, all things considered believe this looks like a messy business and i think it could have been messier with uh with you out without any of you being here pains me to say you've done quite a good job well i think considering we walked into this one a little blind i don't think we were expecting something to be here seems to be happening a lot at the moment but uh, no danger here at the moment. I'll, I, a team will be up at the moment to collect the bodies and dispose of whatever is left of that thing. Um, and we will have a chance to talk, hopefully, before before any of you nearly die again in the future. Uh, if you have a moment, feel free to stop by our offices. Thank you, Miss Bright. I will. And she sets and, shows, uh, and then Redmond comes in and uh, she points over towards Charlie's as one and uh, Maggie over there, uh, the woman over there as well. And um, she exits and sort of operatives of Wilden start to make their way into the room. Is there anything that any of you do in this moment? There was a thud. There was a thud that left the mirror. And I think Evangeline was as passive as possible, trying to give away nothing. And as Nancy kind of moved, I'd like to try and see if she can find where that thud went towards in the, in the commotion. Absolutely. Um, can I just, you're able to find it. Can I have an act under pressure 
for you to take it without anybody noticing that you've taken something. I would offer to roll a help, actually, yeah. but I would pro- it would probably only bring you down. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. You, uh, you can. I mean, you can if you want. No, no, no. I, I genuinely don't want to. <laughs> don't want to. Okay, give me a uh, act into pressure then, Evangeline. That is a nine. Okay, I'll say yes. You can take it. Redmond notices you take it. I'm absolutely. She's absolutely fine with this, and she will. Click a card out from her purse towards him and school and says, "Is this Evang- It's not. It's not a head archivist on investigations. It just is Evangeline Lane Fox, and it has um, uh, um, address on it." And she's like, oh, okay. So you have a secondary set of personalized cards. She's got three or four. She has one for every occasion, um, and she will kind of hand it towards him, and she's just like, "Another time, perhaps a, a dinner." And she'll hand him the card. No, no just boldfacedly acknowledging that he knows that she's got this thing. Um, uh, giving him an opportunity to not not make a scene now. Yeah, he, he takes the card and he says, perhaps we don't get a lot of time off. Life. He sort of turns around to the people who have come in and he uh, says, not much to see here. Um, clear this up and you see people they start to come in they start to dispose of what's left of the the creature as redmond is like leaving i uh tabitha genuinely like looks at evangeline's like who is that gentleman it's like she completely blanked redmond now was her memory that's it no space for redmond (laughs) no space for redmond who's that he he works at woden he he was with us in the museum of a very good upstanding gentleman. And as I hold the object in my hand and I look at it, um, just feeling that there's something more to this and before obviously connecting the dots that Michael was with this creature, but I'd like to use one of my holds from the beginning of the mystery for connect mm. the dots. And I'd like to just look at this thing. And what I want to know if this is connected I'm going to use two, two holes left, so I, as we're coming towards the end, I'll use them both. For the questions of, is this connected to the previous mysteries we've investigated? Mm. And how does it connect into the bigger picture of everything that's unfolding around us as I look at this object? I don't know what it is. So um, the object was wrapped in brown paper and string as it was sort of, you can guess it was probably sequestered in the frame of the mirror, so hidden away. Didn't get a chance to see how well hidden, but it was hidden so far as people weren't able to notice it that up until now when the mirror is actually destroyed. You now that it's been scattered across the floor with all this glass, um, the paper has been torn and some of the strings being torn. Um, and you can see pulling it from the remnants of the paper that it is a small uh leather-bound book. Looks very ancient, looks like it's been uh, rebound countless times pages put in um over and over again until uh it's sort of taken on a new shape um on the uh, inside cover there there are two bits of writing uh within there um the first part is very very old as old as you could probably guess the book is um and you see that it says the diary of gb willow of Miss G.B. Willow. And at the bottom, 
looks like it's not as old as the inscription saying that it's the diary of Miss G.B. Willow. Um, you see the uh, sort of like a stamp that's been put at the bottom of it. Um, and the stamp says, property of Jasper Ramsey. And looking through the book, can I please have from you a plus weird roll? 13. 13. I'm really? lucky for some. Brilliant. You're all 13. This is great for your connect the dots. This book, when you first look at it, is completely unintelligible. You cannot read a single word. It looks like scrambled writings, things written over each other, nothing in a language you can discern. Some of it in scrawled uh, symbols. It's just completely unreadable. However, as you go through it and you start to be able to understand it a bit more and let yourself into it a bit more and connect to the weirdness of it, you start to be able to make out sentences in the scramble of letters on each page. And reading it, you know that there's something wrong with this book, the fact that it's changing as you read it. Um, but you're able to work your way through it and figure things out about it. Um, and as you go through, you also see that there are pieces of paper have been slotted into certain pages as well. And that helps you a little bit. And that is from a hand that you could probably recognize as David Temples from the full files and everything you were able to collect. And he has made notes as well about each on each of these pages. And this doesn't connect necessarily to the, I mean, it does connect to the wider mystery. Um, and especially to the events of now, because what this diary seems to be is a very, very old recollections of somebody's dreams. Miss G.B. Willow describes strange dreams that she has where she dreamed of fantastical things in places she didn't understand, things that she couldn't understand. She was dreaming of closer to modern day than she lived in. So she described everything in ways that didn't make sense. You were able to decipher things like um, great metal animals move around the streets and that's vehicles. You can figure these things out. People, uh, a whole world at war, these phrases that she, that click something in your mind. And she is trying to write down a history, basically, of things she doesn't know about. And they all seem to be linked to certain objects. And you click in your mind at that moment with all these notes that David Temple has put in that he was able to decipher this book as well. Because David Temple wasn't a magical person. He was just a chancer. He was a smuggler and a chancer. And he was able to decipher this book and use what he could figure out from this book to find magical items around the world. And that's how he was able to do that. This book led him to those things. And they may have lost the magic. They may have become just in sort of, uh, sort of basic mundane objects by the time you found them. But when Miss G.B. Willow uh, dreamed of them, they were very magical things, or they were going to be magical things in the future, if that makes sense. She had these weird visions, and David Temple used them to at least find a location where they might be, or they ended up at some point and he was able to 
figure things. And you see some of the notes say things were not there, things were broken or they were lost. Um, but some things were found. And because you went through the files earlier on in this mystery, you're able to connect each and everything what he says is found links to a retrieval on the files from earlier on. And some of the things he has also written an O on those on the pieces of paper, like a little O. And the the ones that are little O's also link up to things that he does not have in storage and did not have in storage. And as you go through this small journal, you eventually find something called the Stone Chalice. And then the writings of G.B. Willow, the confused writings, she describes it as a deeply holy item used to collect the blood of the sun. And over the years, the structure of the bowl was broken, leaving not but a stone. And you see that David Temple wrote on a note that he slipped into this page, oh, and then underneath, retrieved, given to Miss Glass.